0: Hi everyone, John Branning here, welcoming you to my podcast This Week at the Trump Poems. This episode is for the week ending September 13th, 2020. I know I'll soon regret saying this, but this was a week in Trump world that seems hard to top. What with the revelations from the Bob Woodward book. There's also a couple of additional scandals unfolding, one regarding Russia's involvement in undermining the upcoming election, and a second one on how the CDC reports the impact of coronavirus, and how the Trump administration is attempting to muddle clear messaging on the impact of both of these. But we'll talk more about those scandals next week. This week, we'll focus on how Trump chose to undermine the military leaders that he appointed to their positions, as well as a few of the things he revealed to Woodward's tape recorder. So, let's get started, shall we? Trump continues to deny he ever denigrated dead or captured soldiers by calling them losers and suckers. And his latest attempt to bolster his support for the frontline forces was to insult the armed forces leadership this week's first trump poem is entitled top brass hole the best way to show the enlisted that you've got their backs i have insisted is to make it clear you can't depend upon the commanders who work at the pentagon now the soldiers i know they adore me But the generals surely abhor me, since I've said that they all lust for combat and their focus each day is, let's bomb that. A report says our troops I've discredited came to that verdict those who have read it did. And despite my repeated deniling, confirmations just keep on compiling. So while rank and file I claim to venerate all the top brass I've chosen to denigrate Never mind I'm the one who selected them. It's now clear that I never respected them. There's a risk that you'll lose your constituents if a crisis means you must admit you meant what you've said is repulsive and vilifies. So to sidestep that hazard, I will deny. I claim love from those whom at attention stand. That's in spite of all my draft exemptions and at the risk that I've pissed off a general. We'll see if my dodge here is amenable. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're certainly aware of the bombshells contained within Bob Woodward's new book, Rage, where Trump gave 18 18 separate interviews to the esteemed reporter earlier this year, And confessed to several lines of private thinking and knowledge that diverged wildly from trump's public statements and actions trump's comments about the pandemic took top billing and the first of two verses about all this is called crawling out of the woodward i didn't want to cause a panic folks so how could that be wrong instead i took the tack there's nothing to see here please move along i said the virus would soon disappear like magic be kaput. But now it looks as though I've shot myself right in my bone-spurred foot. I chose to play down just how bad this was and so avoid a frenzy, which I think I then made clear by whom I put in charge, Mike Pence. He took the lead and ran the task force like a loyal second fiddle. Did I ever mislead? Absolutely not. Well, just a little. You will recall I said by April, that this plague would disappear. I told Bob Woodward that the fact is I'm a leader, cheer. I kept on reassuring parents kids are virtually immune, so let us open up the schools and send them back this afternoon. I do not plan to read Bob Woodward's book, of which the titles rage, because the title's a misnomer. I did nothing but assuage all of the fears that people might have had, which I said were unfounded, Now you're learning that I lied, yet just for that I'm getting pounded. Although that's my voice on the tapes, I'll still portray it as a hit job. I will fiercely try to redirect, but fan has now met shit. Bob Woodward took down Richard Nixon with the Watergate connection. I've completely failed the nation. Adios to re-election. After the revelations in advance of the book's release hit the press, Trump tried answering that most vexing of interview questions, what is your greatest weakness, in a very Michael Scott-like way. I care too much about the country to draw it into a panic. I showed strength through downplaying the risk to everyone's health and well-being. He also attempted to blame Bob Woodward for writing the book in the first place and not saving Trump from his own abysmal actions. Poem number two on this topic is called No Breathing Room. I won't run into a crowded theater, make a scene and Cry Out Fire, drink milk from a paper carton once the use-by date expires, talk about the Scottish play by mentioning its name, Macbeth. So why would I jump up and down in place and start to scream Death, Death? The last thing that I want to do is get you people panicking, since some of my supporters think I am a messianic king. I'd really rather play it down, despite this being deadly stuff. Bob Woodward is at fault. He should have told me, sir, you've said enough. I claimed one day the virus would be gone, just like a miracle. Compared to what I said on tape, that sounds almost satirical. I knew coronavirus was a deadly threat right from the first, and even recognized that through the air was how it was dispersed. I told the nation this would go away, so best to just stay calm. I also said avoiding STDs was my own Vietnam. The irony in all of this, by choosing not to broadcast death, my campaign, since the truth's come out, appears to be on its last breath. And that wraps up this week's edition of the podcast. Trump's back out on the campaign trail, making statements about a Biden administration that are so outrageous that even Fox News is starting to fact check him. And I'm sure we'll hear more about the intelligence whistleblower and the amended CDC reporting, all of which will provide ample fodder for the next episode of This Week of the Trump Poems. Thanks for tuning in. Please let others know about the podcast and the Trump poems. And most of all, please stay safe and healthy. Thank you.